Welcome to our podcast, Growing Give and Take Kids, Power Traits for Life. This program is brought to you by Victoria Kendall Hodson and Mary Emma Willis of Reflective Educational Perspectives. They are founders of the Learning Success Institute and Solomar Academy Independent Study Program. They are also co-authors of Discover Your Child's Learning Style and Self-Portrait Power Traits Assessment. Their mission is to give parents and teachers the tools to empower kids to thrive in the real world by focusing on their strength, or as they call it, power traits. Please visit powertraitsforlife.com or reflectiveed.com for more information. Welcome to this episode of Growing Give and Take Kids, Power Traits for Life. I'm Mary Emma, and today's topic is the game curriculum. I have two guests today, Carolyn and Martin Forte, who created the game curriculum. Carolyn and Martin own Excellence in Education Resource Center in Monrovia, California, for parents and teachers, and I'm excited to introduce them to you and share all about the game curriculum. Welcome, Marty and Carolyn. Hi, Mary Emma. Hi. We're excited to be here for oh, a long time. Thank I, you. I'm very excited too. So first, tell us what a little bit about what the game curriculum is, and then we'll get into how you came about creating it. Well, the game curriculum is a way to show parents and other caregivers how games can be very, very effective in teaching practically anything. And so um, that's basically, that's what it is. Uh-huh. So in other words, you have actual games for the different subjects, right? Yes. And I, I, I was on your... Um, checking your website just recently again, and I see that you have it laid out, like from preschool all the way through high school, and then... Yes. Uh, yeah, tell us about that. Well, we, we aren't finished with high school, but we do have a part of high school uh-huh. up there, because there are many games that are very applicable to high school. A lot of high school teachers have actually created games. For their oh, classes, oh yeah. So a lot of these, a lot of these games are created by teachers, and then they they get out on the market. Oh, that's and great. I've been, yeah, I've been looking for these games since I was a teacher. So. <laughs> You've been compiling them for many years. Many, so many years. you have it broken down on the website, right? Where yes. you have like each grade level, and then under each grade level, you have the different subjects. And the games that go under that subject, like language, arts, science, math, whatever. Right. And then I have exp- or I have a chart that shows what you're going to learn from that game. And it's intended as a kind of a, uh, a possibilities list. Ah. I don't put every game there is on the planet that's fabulous for teaching edition. Right. That would be a pretty big Impossible. website. <laughs> so 
there are games that I have found that will do that, that will teach um, a topic like addition or maybe Spanish or whatever you want to teach. Um, and then, uh, so I list on there the different concepts mm. that, that you can get from individual games. So sometimes a parent will, will be able to look at that and go, oh, well, I have a game that teaches that. I can do that. In other words, you don't need to buy every game under addition uh, to teach your child addition. You just need to get the idea that using a game can be a much, much faster way to learn than to, say, do flashcards. Yeah, so that's a good point because you might even have something like Monopoly at home, right? But you're right. you're adding, it's money, but you're adding and subtracting and, and all that. Right. So and you don't have to buy something else. Right, right. So the idea is to give, hopefully it's an idea factory. Mm -hmm. It's a way to give them um, ideas, give them permission <laughs> to use a game to teach something. For instance... Any game that uses dice will teach numbers in addition. So Monopoly is an example. I don't have Monopoly on the um, game curriculum, uh -huh. but uh, it's perfectly good to use. So you mentioned giving permission. So now let's, let's talk about that. Why would we even have a game curriculum. I mean, what's the point of that? <laughs> Why did you even think of this? Why did you do it? Well, going way back, I was a public school teacher a long, long time ago. And I, I used games in my classroom and I saw the value of using games. And then fast forward a few years, I had my two daughters um, and I'm homeschooling. And it was kind of interesting. Here I was, the, the teacher, the trained teacher. <laughs> but my kids um, seemed like they were allergic to learning. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They weren't allergic to learning. They were allergic to being taught. So, uh, so I found that using games and activities was the way to do it. I mean, I don't need to fight with them. I'll just, I'll just play a game. And, and going down the road, I mean, finally, um, it was at a homeschool convention uh, and our older daughter had decided that she wanted a business of selling games and she was very, very good at it. Oh. And so she had her own booth at the convention right next to our booth with the books. And she was explaining to a lady how how many things you could learn with games. And this woman said to my daughter, well, you need to write that up so people will know how to do this. And my daughter told me, and of course, she was too busy to do very much more than just give me an occasional idea. But uh, so I, I just did it. I started putting it together and originally it was in booklet form. And, um, unfortunately games, unlike monopoly, most games have a life 
and after a while they kind of disappear from mm, view right so i'd lose games out of my game curriculum then i'd have to reprint the book that got pretty tedious and so a few years ago we decided to just put the book online it's there you don't have to pay to go read everything in the book right. and it's mostly pictures of games and, and a few words to explain but that's how it came about uh-huh and so Marty, what did you think about that? Because I think you were also involved in your girls' homeschooling. Well, we understood one thing, that we kind of went toward the unschooling, a delayed academic routine. Uh-huh. Uh, Raymond Moore was a big hero of ours. Yeah, Better like Late the, Than Early. and Correct. I forgot the name yes. of the other book. And then I traveled a lot. From one to three weeks out of the month, wow. I was gone. So I, I would take them with me a lot of times. So we kind of hit it off toward a, well, a, a non-normal approach to education and activities and the pursuit of interest was really important. Uh -huh. So I was always behind what she did because she has good instincts. Uh -huh. And it's always good to follow good instincts and a good leader. I'm there 40% of the time, Abe. And I saw the results, so I'm going, hey, I cannot complain. So why try to fix it? <laughs> yeah, so you saw results even from playing games, right? And, and what's very fascinating is that when I say she has good instincts, that was proven about a couple of years ago when we came across a study that indicated that to, to have the brain create a new synapse, to learn something new, it takes approximately 400 repetitions. That's how we do the multiplication mm. tables over and mm -hmm. over and over. But through play and games, we can reduce that to about 15 repetitions. Wow, so I, did not, a, I didn't know that statistic. Yeah, that, um, I learned that from Dr. Karen Purvis at Texas Christian University. Um, and I don't, I don't remember the name of the doctor who, who did the study, uh -huh. but there, there was a scientific study about this and, and she told us about that in a seminar. Wow. From 400, what was it again? 400? Down to between 10 and 20 repetitions. Wow. That yeah. is really amazing and fascinating. Yeah. Well, you could. You learn much faster when you're engaged and interested. Yes. Well, we do know that, but I didn't know it was that much <laughs> different. And, uh, of course, I've been fascinated with this, with your game curriculum for a long time, because, as you know, uh, and for the listeners out there, um, Carolyn and Martin have also done our learning success coach training. And so they know about um, our self-portrait assessment and the different disposition. And one of those dispositions is the performing spontaneous disposition. And we know that for those people, fun is a big deal in order to learn. I mean, you were talking about, you know, having fun and enjoying and being engaged, and it actually is better for everybody when they're having fun but for these people these spontaneous performing disposition people it's like crucial to have fun while you're learning and then also they 
Most of them like competition, so that also enhances the whole experience. And then the movement and the activity. So that's one of the reasons I've just been in love with this idea that you came up with of creating the game curriculum. So tell tell us some more about that. How have you well, seen yes, it work? Well, yes, along that that line, I can remember one time at a convention, this woman told me she didn't like games. I mean, she was very emphatic about uh, okay. it. Okay. And and that was such a shock to me. Like, who doesn't like games? But I, I gradually be, that was before we had taken your uh, seminars. Uh huh. You know, we had learned uh, about learning styles uh, because I just had rudimentary understanding of learning styles before that. So now I understand that different strokes for different folks. <laughs> um, a game that is perfect and wonderful and happy for one person may be just poison for somebody yeah. else. I mean, so, even within games, right? One game, right. you know, even if you like games, one might not be for you. Right, exactly. So that's what I, what I try to do with that portion of the chart that puts the, I, I, the um, learning styles portion of the learning styles on there to guide parents a little bit. And I, I recommend that they do the profile but if they aren't going to do the profile, at least there is an explanation above each chart to tell them what those uh, what it means if it says visual or create or discover next to one of the games, because it's really imperative to choose games that will be suitable for the child that you want to teach. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so let me just make that a little clearer. What you're talking about is that on the website that, that I had mentioned before, where it has the game curriculum, you have a chart and it shows, so for exa example, what, for a game, you will show what needs for a particular student that game meets right what needs it meets right. like whether so it's so in other words yeah, yeah let's say you want to teach a first grader to add mm -hmm. so some kids will be really happy with a game that uses dice and you sit at a table and you know you just <clears throat> you just play your dice game and, and do that other kids need a whole lot more activity so they're going to want something that involves more movement or um, like we have one called double shutter that has little levers that you constantly flip and typically little boys absolutely oh, love double nice. shutter. <laughs> and then the things like uh, we have floor floor mat games where you have giant blow up dice or giant foam dice that you play with on a, a big mat that you lay down on the floor so that you're jumping around and doing all kinds of things. So different kinds of games will appeal to different children. And so the chart shows whether it's more activity movement or more right. picture for picture learners, that sort of thing. Yes. And it correlates, right. you were you know, referring to our self-portrait 
learning style assessment a little bit earlier, and it correlates with what you find out when you take that. So actually, we'll put your link because the Excellence in Education has a purchase link that, or maybe I'll just put your website because the link is on the website to go purchase the self-portrait. So if you would like to do that, then you can, you'll have even more information about your your child or your students, if you're a teacher, this is for everybody, right? Whether you're a teacher or, or a, a, a parent, uh, and whether it's for homework or whether it's your homeschooling, except now everybody's homeschooling yeah. because of the everybody's a homeschooling <laughs> the now. virus, and we don't really know what it's going to look like in September. Um, you know, schools are talking about having part-time school or no school and Zoom school. But the thing is, whether your kids are home all day doing school or homework or whether you're a teacher in a classroom, these are all things that can help, you know, all of us, right? I, I, I loved oh, when yes. you said giving permission because people don't realize it's okay to do this, right? Right. Right. People typically, and we're getting so many calls right now from parents who are forced to homeschool (laughs) and they're in a panic because they're thinking, and this is normal, they're thinking they have to duplicate school at home. They're thinking, and typically the schools haven't provided them with very much, Mm -hmm. uh, or they're looking ahead to the fall and they're saying, well, the school isn't going to be open, so we're going to have to homeschool. And they they typically think that they have to just go lockstep the way a classroom would be and use the same materials that a classroom would use. But you don't. That's not going to be the most effective anyway in some areas. And so especially in math, Games can be a tremendous, tremendous help. All the way up, I, we have games that go through algebra. We even have a trigonometry game. So, oh, cool. Yeah. I wish I'd had that. <laughs> I hope it's a trig. <laughs> That's great. And so, actually, people can call you, Carolyn, right? I mean, I know that you, yes. have, a, a, you have a lot of information on the website, like we've been talking about, but... The two of you are there, and people can call you, um, either one of you, and 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 tell oh, yes. you what they need, or or maybe they don't know what they need, but they're just they can just talk and say, you right. know, here's what's going on. Can you help me? Yes, absolutely. We're and, here eleven to five Monday through Friday, and, and they don't need to be able to come to the store. They don't have to be local, right? They can be. Um, uh, no, they can just call on the phone. And you and can, they can, can they order online? Yes, they can order online. They can order on the phone. All yeah. right. So you're a full service <laughs> store. <Yeah. laughs> well, you said something earlier about that mom uh, that you met at a conference, and the mom said, I don't like games, you know, and you were kind of yeah. like, who doesn't like games? And then, later realize, well, there are some people that wouldn't want to learn or or ever play a game, actually, because they're not that type of style or, or disposition. So I, what I want to say is, it doesn't really matter whether the 
whoever the teacher is, whether you're the parent or a teacher in the classroom or in college or wherever, it doesn't matter, right? Whether you like playing games, what matters is what will work Absolutely. for your child or your student. Yes, I, I like to tell parents, um, you know, you're the adult. You, you can do, you can shift and you can pretend you like to play the game. If it's going to be the most helpful thing for your child, that's what you would do. And, you know, you may not like a particular game that your child absolutely loves. I hope you can shift enough and put yourself out because you are the adult. Right. You're, you're able to, to pretend. Or get through it. Or <laughs> and get through it. Right. And you can, you can help your child this way. Yeah. So, and um, even in classrooms, should we have classrooms again, teachers can, can do this. There could even be groups oh. of kids who, who love to play games and they're two or three in the corner doing that and learning as they're playing. Just, just um, today, actually, I had one of my tutoring students and we've been playing the Wonder Number game, which I know that you also carry. And she's learning math concepts on that. And in fact, a couple of weeks ago when she came, we were playing a few other games too with math. And um, her mom was here. And so she was also seeing what it was like, you know, for her daughter to do this and to be learning. And all of a sudden, the little girl said to her mom, Mom, how come it's fun here to learn math, but not in class? <laughs> it was like... You know, <laughs> candid camera. <laughs> right, right. You know, see that this is this is a big problem with schools. Children are born to learn. They're you know they're touching everything. They want to know about everything. They ask endless questions. Yes. And then they go to school, and the teacher doesn't have time for their questions, and they're given materials that may not be anything close to their learning styles and they they learn that that learning is an unpleasant activity uh, we don't want that we want them to continue to want to learn just like they did when they were two yes yes the thing that's important about our game curriculum is that it's board games not electronic the kids spend way too much time on the screen. <sighs> it's harming them physiologically, mentally. So we want to bring them back to the board game concept. And the board game concept also enhances family participation. And you're getting the full benefit of family time this way, as well as learning about things. That's a great point, Marty. Thank you. Yeah. You were going to say more, Carolyn? Well, at the same time, uh, it doesn't really matter what the subject of the game is. It will enhance conversational ability. It'll enhance just learning how to take turns and be polite mm -hmm. uh, with and with your family and how to win or how to lose or <laughs> right. Yeah. right, right, yeah. We do believe in winners and losers. 
We believe in graceful winners, humble winners, and when the person loses, to encourage that they'll do better next time. Uh -huh. But that's real life. We can't have participation sure. awards in board games. Someone's going to make all the money in Monopoly. Me, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and that's what I'm saying, how, how to handle that even, because you have oh, yes. to learn that at some point, you know, even if it's just a game, even if we're not talking about winning a promotion or something big, but even games or um, uh, sports, you know, you need to learn how to be a winner and also how to be a loser because there's always going to be one, you know, of each, right? Right. Yeah. You need to know about winning because when you get your first job, that is a win. There are lots of wins, right? And I think that's also an important point to... Focus on what the wins are. For for example, what since we're talking about games, let's just go with that. It even if you're like you, even if you lose in this game, you're still winning in terms of what you're learning and what oh, you get out of yes. it and all of that. So I think it's always important to look at the whole picture for the student and help the student see see that, not just oh I lost, you know, but if they can get to a place where it's more fun than anything else, it won't really matter because it's the fun and the learning. Right. It's just the fun of playing the game. Yeah, during it's With, the whole process. Yeah. Whether you're tossing a ball, jumping on a trampoline, yeah. or <clears throat> doing a hula hoop. or Yeah. <laughs> it's the fun that matters. It's the fun. Right. And that's what helps you learn. That's what brings it down to 15, right? From 400 repetitions. Right. <laughs> so that's great. So yeah. maybe this is a good stopping point and we can continue in our next episode. We'll do a part two and maybe then we can get into, maybe you could just give us some of the games that you have listed. So people can get an idea, you know, you can do maybe some, what have you got for first grade and maybe for uh, fifth or middle school and a couple ideas for high school so that people can really get start to get the idea of this. Well, how does that sound? Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll do that. Well, you can get more information on the game curriculum at the website, gamecurriculum.com. And you can also reach Carolyn and Martin um, at 626 8210025 So thanks for joining us today and stay tuned for part 2 of the game curriculum. Bye-bye. <laughs>